the lifestyle that you've chosen for eating is that it should be so ingrained in your heart and so a part of who you are as a person that it's almost like it's written above the doorpost in your house. It's written up there. It's written for all to see. I'm not saying hang up rebel strong signs, but we do have them available on the website. Uh, <laughs> now I'm doing like you, Christy, <laughs> but I'm saying that it should be that so much part of who you are. For instance, writing it above the doorpost, writing it on your heart. So it's so a part of who you are that you know, I'm not going to eat that because it has this in it. And that's only going to lead to me having this, or I have a family history of diabetes. So I'm not going to put this in my mouth. Instead, I'm going to do this. That's where I think that people fall off. Even coaches, Christy, like you're saying, that really know it, that know it, know it, know it. I'm Christy Code Red, and you're listening to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle, where we believe food holds the power to heal or poison, and we believe our society has been misled regarding proper nutrition and weight loss. You're in the right place if you're looking for some straight up truth, because I'm here to shed light on the lies and brainwashing that has taken place over the past five decades. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome back to another episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. I'm your host, Christy Code Red, author, entrepreneur, retired professional boxer, and I haven't officially called Carrie my co-host. Of course, I'm not going to call her my co-host unless she wants to pay half of the bill it no. takes to... No, she doesn't want to. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay just being the occasional, the occasional guest host. Well... Either way, we are, uh, we love coming to you and doing this. It really is like our favorite thing to do. We love to podcast. We fit in times to record. We try to batch record episodes for you. And we hope that this brings hope and healing to you. We hope it makes you laugh. We hope it gives you some food for thought. And today, wow, I know it's going to really hit home because today's episode, when we had the conversation it really, I, I had no idea. I had no idea until Carrie said it. You guys were talking about taking a break from caring. Christy, this has come up recently for us as a company. And we have known lots of rebels Fallen. that have done this. Yeah, lots of rebels that have done this. And uh, in all 100% transparency, I have done this in my life. And Christy has done it. And it's going to be different. I'm looking off to the side to hopefully, so I'll appear thoughtful. It's going <laughs> to it's gonna be different for different people and different circumstances, the depth to which you quit caring. But a lot of us go through it. And I don't think that Christy and I had really put a name to it before we kind of started having this conversation. Is Would you say that's probably right? Yeah. And let me give you guys some context on what we're talking about. The fallen rebels, the rebels who have left the community and have gained back some or all of their weight or more of their weight. We call them fallen rebels. And we love you guys. First of all, we love you. We want you to come back. There's no judgment. There's no shame. I'm actually working on a program as we speak to try to get the fallen rebels back because I know you want to come back and I know you're full of so much guilt and shame. So Carrie and I are constantly us and the coaches were always in conversation to try to figure out why people fell 
why the rebels fell, why they gained their weight back, what happened, where we went wrong. Was it sabotage? Was it this? Was it that? And Carrie says, you know, because for those of you who don't know, Carrie has lost and kept over 100 pounds off for over 10 years. And so she knows how that feels to be obese and to get the weight off and then to fluctuate. I have been overweight as well. And, but not, not as that much, but I have been overweight. It was a lot for me and I fluctuate as well. And so we were trying to put a name to it. And Carrie said, I can tell you that for me, and I know what people are feeling is because you know what? We're just, I just want to take a break from caring. And I went, oh, take a break from caring. It is for me. Let me describe what it was like for me. So yeah. uh, being a heavy person, being in not a health relationship, we were going to go on a cruise together and I was heavy. And I remember the stress of being heavy. It's very stressful to be overweight. Don't let anyone tell you it isn't because you think about it. It's on your mind. Well, it's to describe, just describe a little bit to us what it's, it's like it's, being yeah, overweight. It's sort of like you sit down in the car and you look down at your thighs and you think, this is just me. You're so fat, Carrie. Why can't you get it together? You go to get clothes on and you hate yourself. You can't find something to wear. You think your hair and makeup looks pretty, but you don't want to look at the rest of your body. It is, And that's a very little sliver. Like uh, I got out of the shower, I dry off really quick. And then I walk out of the bathroom. So I don't have to look at myself in the mirror. Yeah. I, I totally get this. And that is a very quick kind of pared down version of what it's like. But I will tell you this, that it is ex emotionally exhausting to be consumed by your weight all the time. Mm. And I would make a, even though I wasn't making positive choices, Christy, back then when I was heavy, I still was consumed by it. It doesn't go away. Uh, the people that say I'm three, three fifty and I love myself. Trust me. They're still thinking about the way they look, the way that they function, the way, how hard it is to get you lean down and get your shoes on and off, how much it hurts when the pants cut into your, so trust me, it, it affects you whether you love yourself at 350 pounds or not. So it's so exhausting that I remember setting out and saying, we're getting ready to go on this cruise and I am going to take a break from caring. Now, I didn't say it like that, but I kind of just had both middle fingers up to the world, to myself, to the mirror. I see a lot of people in society doing this now. Nobody's talking about it in this way. And then I would just say, I'm not going to think about what I look like. I'm not going to think about what I'm eating. I am going to do whatever I want, which what's ironic about this, Christy, is that I was pretty much doing whatever I wanted anyway, which is why I was 270 pounds. It's not like, it's not like I was 140 toeing the line. And then I was like, this happens on all levels. So I'm going to take this break on this cruise. I'm going to do whatever I want. And I'm not going to think about the consequences of those actions. I'm going to take an emotional break from being so obsessed with the way I look all the time and what I'm eating and how that's affecting my health. And I remember going just face first into the food at this, on this cruise for seven days. And Christy, I was miserable physically because I ate so much the entire time. So that is one example of a person, me being heavy, that is completely taking a break from caring 
on that level at that moment. Now I was still miserable. I still knew I was fat. That didn't go away. None of that changed, but it was a weird, and Christy had never heard of it in, I think Christy's never been morbidly obese. So she does, well, I know she hasn't been. So for her to understand it, it's a little bit different for her. You know, she can still maybe use the F word fat if she wants to, we'll let her former fatties like myself can let her do that. <laughs> you know, and I think about, I, as you're talking, well, I'm just picturing in my mind, cause obviously I've known you my whole life back then. I've known you through the, all the phases and gosh, I didn't even know, by the way, on a side note that you were so miserable. I had no idea. Cause you, on the outside, you were so happy, you know, and, and you didn't, you didn't let your size stop you from moving around and taking care of your kids and doing whatever. Like it just, you muscled through it, you know, but I didn't know yours, but I was trying to think, Okay, so have I taken a break from not caring? Yes, I have. I have taken a break from not caring for sure. And I know that feeling. And for me, it's a little different. Although as I get older and as I, we are, I think I've been doing Code Red. I've had the Code Red lifestyle for almost 10 years now, but six years, the way that you guys knew it, because there were a lot of years, the lean years that I didn't know what I was doing. And I was just kind of sitting in the basement of a building, had a little office. I didn't really know what I was doing. So there were a lot of years that I was kind of not really doing much because I didn't understand how to use the the internet and stuff. And I didn't know how to run a business. So I really wasn't effectively running it, but I still knew how to get weight off of people. So I think I've been in and I've been in the in the spotlight for many years with my boxing career, with my MTV show, with my magazine covers, with the different sponsorships. I had a sponsorship with Red Bull. I had a sponsorship with Miller Lite during my boxing days. So I was in the spotlight and then we were in the spotlight even as kids singing in church, you know, so we've always been up in front of people and stuff. So I'm thinking, OK, I do know what it feels like to always be judged, which is totally actually fine with me to be. I signed up for it. I'm perfectly fine being I am being judged all the time everywhere I go. And I'm OK with that. I signed up for I'm OK with that. I don't mind that. But there are have been times where I just want to hide in a like I have wanted to hide in a bathroom stall with my feet up on the toilet, eating a Danish, you know, to where nobody, nobody knew. And I just didn't want to care. I just didn't want to. I just wanted to let all the because I, I I hold myself everywhere I go. I got to have my head on a swivel. I got to put on my, my best self forward. Just make sure I'm on my best behavior that I everything I do, I'm minding my P's and Q's and it wears it. Not so much anymore, but it used to really wear on me, always having to walk that straight and narrow. And so I would, I have done that wanting to take a break from caring. But in my case, it's maybe one meal or one day. It's not six months. Well, there's a big difference. And that is, I think, what we have to unpack today is was the difference between saying, I'm at goal and we're going to go to Taco Bell and have a great time. And then I will deal with the consequences later. That's a, small version of stopping caring. Uh, that is a manageable, uh, we don't promote that just because that food is so inflammatory, sure. but Hey, I've had those moments. Chrissy's had, I don't think Chrissy's Taco Bell, but those moments of that kind of idea, like bring the fried pickles and the Caesar salad, Betty. Yeah. I'm having both tonight, you know, I, or I want that bread at the, you know, at the steakhouse, you know, I want, you know, that's my choice in that moment. But we're talking about a major stepping away. And Christy, what I have noticed in the almost five years that I've worked for you, August will be five years. Can you believe mm -hmm. that? Mm -hmm. Is and this is not about any specific person. So I do not want people to be 
Well, I don't care if you get upset. If you get upset, you get upset. But people that have stepped away, I'm not talking about anyone. I'm going to tell you in general what I have noticed. I have noticed in general when people step down from our team, that could be being a coach. That could be being, uh, we used to call them leaders. Now they're mentors. We used to have senior leaders. We've had all sorts of names. But now, as the time of this recording, there are coaches and there are mentors. Mentors are people that have mastered the program that are working with us to help uh, encourage rebels in their journey. And like coaches assistant are, coaches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And coaches, of course, are they have all of Chrissy's information downloaded into them. So yeah, they've been anybody, certified. people that step, even people that have stepped down that have been in customer service, Christy, because mm-hmm. we always hire within. What I have noticed is that they say to me, number one, oh, we're not going to, we're going to stay connected. And they don't. I've, I've seen a few, and I will say I've seen a few over the five years I've been with Christy, but I have, I mean, I'm not going to, I'll never say always and never because it's maybe just, handful Christy, Christy says always and never. And uh, I try not to. I always, I always cringe when she says always and never. Yeah. (laughs) She knows I love her. Anyway, so a handful of people who have stayed connected. That's what they say. Number one. Number two is I just need to reevaluate. I need a break. And Christy, I think they, they want to stop caring for a while. Mm -hmm. And I get that. But there's a big difference between, again, Christy and I stopping at taco time over there on at Boise and each of us getting a burrito and being like, woo, big difference between that and cognitively doing what I did on that cruise where you say, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to do what I want and consequences be damned. I don't care what happens next. And we had a situation more recently than further away where come to find out the person that stepped away had it kind of planned not to care anymore. And I said to Christy, boy, I'm telling you what that person's doing. They're doing what I did on the cruise. They're, they're planning to go face first because they're, it, it's so exhausting for them to try to stay on track for some reason because of other things going on in their life. Not because the code red lifestyle is hard because Christy and I both say it's an easy lifestyle. But you have to you have to learn how to do maintenance. If you're always trying to lose weight, you're going to drive yourself crazy. You can't live like that. Mm-hmm. So that's what this person was always trying to do. But anyway, very, very interesting. There are definitely different levels mm-hmm. of not caring. I was um, sitting on last Saturday at Chris and Sybil Gethin live in the North End. And I went over to their house to borrow some camping gear. And I was sitting at their kitchen table visiting with them. And I was talking to Chris can share, you know, a lot of things with him. He's just such a good friend of mine. And I said, I said to him, you know, my rebels who have, have, you know, fallen, my final, my fallen rebels, I just, my heart is aching. And, and Chris said, yeah, we in the bodybuilding industry, we call it rebounding. And I said, Mm -hmm. rebounding. Now I was in the bodybuilding industry for years, for like the last 20 years. And I, maybe I had heard this and I just didn't, I didn't quite put it together or maybe I really hadn't heard it before. And I said, rebounding, he goes, oh yeah. He said, after they get done with the bodybuilding show, they will go just off the rails and eat whatever they want. And he said, in the industry, we'll say things like, yeah, he rebounded hard or she did not rebound very hard. And I said, well, what would be a hard rebound? He said, I have, it's very common to watch guys who have lost, who have trained for 16 weeks solid leading up to this show, four months solid, 
with perfect on their diet, perfect on their macros, perfect in the bodybuilding world, on their workouts and everything, gain back and ruin all of their progress in one week of rebounding. Oh my and I, gosh. and I was like, and I almost fell off my chair when I said, "What?" He goes, "One week, eat back all the weight they lost, all the body fat. Like they just, they, they, they go crazy. They go crazy. They rebound so hard." And I was like, "Oh," he goes, "You know, after a bodybuilding show, because you walk on stage pretty dehydrated, you're gonna put some weight back on just from getting rehydrated, but not." 40 pounds, like it's not that kind of, you know, wow. and I, I didn't know that that was such a hard thing because they're so incredibly strict, really, really like a, a level that you and I just, it's a very hardcore level. We don't do that to our rebels. You know, we're hard on them, but it's a lifestyle that's very doable. The bodybuilding lifestyle, whole different, whole different ball game. But he said, yeah, he said they can put back on everything that they worked for four months to get their body and then put, then lose it all in a week. And maybe Christy, they can work so hard those four months knowing that they get to do whatever they want once they get done. Right. Maybe that's it. Maybe they, that's. They the certainly trick. take, they take a break from caring and, and yes. it's fine. Like I've done three bodybuilding shows after those shows. I remember specifically eating pizza and ice cream. Of course I was sicker than the dog. Cause I ate way too much, way too quick. And I hadn't had any of that stuff. And then I did that. I don't, I didn't do it after that night. And that was back in, you know, 2002. And so that was 20 years ago. And I just, that's just the way I, cause that's what kind of what all the bodybuilders were doing after the show. Everybody was going out to eat and I had my husband, Jason, and he was so proud of me. And I was with my little trophy, you know, and we got, I got to have whatever I wanted, you know, as a reward. But that was, that was, I was so much younger than that was a whole different mentality and different ball game back then. But I, I, I will say that um, just recently I went camping and I, that was why I was over at Chris's house, borrowing some of his camping gear. And I went out to a remote area, not a soul around. Now, if I really wanted to, and this was almost a three hour drive. So there was driving time, six hours of round trip driving time, plus two days camping. And so three days total, there's driving. Da, 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 da. And I, if I wanted to, I would, nobody would ever know about anything I would eat or drink out there in the wilderness. Nobody would see me. Nobody would say anything. Nobody would ever know. My phone wasn't working. Nothing. I absolutely 100% stayed on track. I only brought code red food. I brought two big gallons of water. And plus I had water at the, in the river. I had access to water in my camper van, five gallons of it. So I had plenty of water, I had my hydro charge sticks for travel. And I made, I mean, I sent you a picture. I made little burgers on the grill, like sizzling, you know, on over the open flame. And I, so the older I get and the longer I do code red, I just, don't want to take a break from caring because I don't want to, I don't want to rebound. I don't want to gain any weight back, but I don't want my stomach to hurt. I don't want my head to hurt. And so that's what keeps me kind of on the straight and narrow because I feel so good when I'm on track. And I, and I understand taking a break from caring. I do. It's just having to get back is so hard. I tell the, the ladies in my exercise class, do you know why I come every day? And they go, why? And I say, because getting in shape sucks. You know, nobody want to do that twice. So we've talked a lot about this because Christy and I have said, why do people fall off? Do they not remember how good it felt to feel so good and fit in your clothes? And Christy, the only thing I can, the only thing I can figure, and I, I mean, we've had so, if I could, 
I mean, if I had a dollar for every time we've had this conversation, I would love, you know, to have all that money. Is that they do it because they feel on some level that they're missing out. Is it FOMO? You know, they call the kids call it FOMO, fear of missing out. Mm -hmm. Is it that that person that's not caring, they just say I'm missing out or are they emotionally exhausted from the level of what it takes to try to keep losing weight or to, to try to, you feel so badly about yourself being heavy, that emotional exhaustion. So what is it? Is it that you want to take a break from, or is it, are you tired of trying to lose weight or are you really afraid that you're never going to get to have a bite of wedding cake ever, ever again? So I don't know what that is. I know what it was for me. For me, when I was heavy, it was this sense of, again, wanting a break from all the emotional crap behind being heavy. But now, not being heavy, sometimes when I say I'm not going to care, it's because I I kind of feel like Chrissy did, like on that camping trip. No one's going to see me. No one will know. But then I just feel like crap after I do it. I was going to so say, what keeps you it. on the straight and narrow? Well, you live, have to, you live out in the middle of nowhere. Be, yeah, what, what, exactly. Nobody knows me. Knowing I have to be at your house in three weeks <laughs> does that pretty good, okay. y'all. <laughs> yeah. Code Red Events keeps hers on track. Christy, a couple things. Fitting into my clothes is a big thing. Uh, I, my clothes don't fit quite as close as your clothes. Like you, your clothes might have a little more wiggle room, yeah. but I want to be able to get dresses and look good in them and feel good about being at the events. I know I'm going to meet a lot of people. I'm going to take pictures and I like to feel good about myself when I get on the plane, when I come to your house, we're going to be doing a retreat. There's going to be a lot of me moving and cooking and bending down and getting things and unloading cars and loading cars back up. I just like the way I feel when I'm what my grandma says, I'm at my fighting weight. Our grandma, may she rest in peace, uh, Marie Bennett. She has gone to be with Jesus when I was pregnant with Chase. So it's been a good 23 years ago, 22, 23 years ago. And she used to say when I, after I had Courtney, I was a little heavier than I wanted to be. And she would say, oh, you'll get down to your fighting weight, Carrie, which I thought was so cute. And she just means that weight that you feel good at when you're at your fighting weight, you can face life easier. So I don't understand what causes somebody to say six months of it and I'm done or, hey, I'm going to take a week, do whatever I want. I'm going to feel like crap. And then I'm going to get back on track. Those are different mentalities. And maybe, I don't know, if you're watching on YouTube, I'd love for you to, you know, type below. What is it that you feel like? What's the difference? If you've ever not cared, I'd like to know kind of what you were thinking. Because I can only tell you what was in my heart when I was going through it. Christy can share her heart. But it's so different for every person. And when this person stepped away, that's fine. It just made me go, ah, oh, they've, they're going to stop caring. They want a break from caring. It's kind of like, why do people binge drink on the weekends, Christy? Like yeah. it's the weekend. Yeah. That's an acceptable form of not caring, by the way. It's no yeah. different than overeating. Yeah. You're when you abusing, think about it, abusing alcohol, abusing sugar. Absolutely. It's the same idea. But I, I guess what, what baffles me is the, the weight come, you know, cause I've specifically, I'm thinking of one person and one of our fallen rebels that has gained back 40 pounds relatively quickly. And like, you would think that they would maybe stop at 10, stop at 15, stop at 20, but they just kept it going. And I'm like, boy, they really don't give an F do they? 
<laughs> no. And I don't know if it's this, you know what? Like I was telling you on the cruise, like the middle fingers to the world. And I kept it together for a long time. And now I'm going to do what I want. I had a friend recently who is not a code red rebel, but still a very close friend. And I care about her a lot. And she said something very interesting to me. She had some uh, blood work that came up that wasn't ideal. And she was going to have to start talking about dietary changes. And it was funny when I was talking to her, I was like, do you not know what I do for a living? Clearly she's one of the most intelligent people I know ever. And she said, I don't like it that they're going to, that somebody's going to tell me what to eat, mm-hmm. that somebody gets to tell me what I can and cannot eat. Now, what's interesting about this is it, I wonder Christy, if that's what people feel like when they stop caring. I don't want somebody to tell me what I can and cannot eat. So that tells me that the code red lifestyle hasn't become part of who they are as people. It was just something they were doing. So I wonder if that's the key, because I will tell you, even if I eat something off, I say to myself, carry inflammatory oils, carry this, carry that. So it's not so much that Christy in the other screen is telling me what I can and can't eat. I know what is good for my body on a basic level. And I, I know how I feel. And I go to bed when my tummy doesn't hurt. So it's become a part of who I am as a person. Code red has the way of eating. So Christy, when this, I wonder if, ah, is that the key? Did I just discover it? Did I just discover it? Somebody write this down. Yeah. I think, I think you're right. Like, I mean, I don't understand because we eat eggs and bacon and steak and asparagus and cream cheese and cottage cheese. Like we eat really good food with butter and with salt on it. Redmond real salt code red 15 for 15% off. We eat really good food with code red olive oil.com. Okay. I'm kidding. (laughs) We eat really good food. And I don't know why I just don't like, do people want the diabetes coming back? Do they want the plantar fasciitis? Do they want the psoriatic arthritis? I I just don't, I I am, I don't understand what's they're they're missing out on because they're missing out on the pain. They're missing out on asking for the seatbelt extender. They're missing out on being too tired to walk up the bleachers at their grandson's soccer game. That's what they're missing out on. That's what I see it. You're missing out on an early grave. So that's don't say, but I think you're right. I think that that's like, they just don't want, they're sick of us telling them what to do. And, and it has to become, it has to get in your heart. Yeah. So when I, for let me give you a great example. When I go to church and the pastor says, you know, uh, don't be afraid, walk in faith and walk in victory, walk here. I don't go, you know what? I don't want that pastor telling me what I can and cannot right. do. Do you know right. why I do? I believe that because I've got the beliefs and the relationship with Christ so deep in my heart that I don't hear a message like that and say, no man is going to tell me what to do. I don't say that because it's not about him telling me it's about it's confirming what I already have in my heart. So Christy, I wonder if some people see you or me or the coaches or the videos or the program or the food list and they say, Cause it's not in their heart yet. I don't want somebody telling me. And if I want to take a break from caring, 
I'm going to take a break from caring and I'm going to buy every single candy they have. And I'm just going to lay on a bed for the weekend and roll around in it and shove it in my mouth. And I'm not joking. Like this kind of stuff happens. And there's a big difference between Christy grabbing a, th- and I'm making this up. She didn't do it. But for example, grabbing a bag of trail mix and being like this weekend in Stanley, I'm eating this whole bag and I'm going to have a good time. It's a lot different than that. Are you saying I'm going to have two beers on Friday night? Then you saying I'm going to go on a three week bender and not get come up for air. I'm not going to get sober for three weeks or I'm going to eat whatever I want for two months. Yeah. So I think not caring is fine if you need not fine, but it's understandable if you need a break. But when people don't care big time, that's what we're talking about in this podcast. I know on the 10 pound takedown, when I come live to you every day and I teach you something new in a new video, 50% of those of the 30 days. So 15 of those days, that's like more tactical and teaching you about, you know, why we believe what we believe, but 50, 50% of that month, you're going to spend about mental mindset, but all of it, I teach you why I don't just say eat a high fat diet. I say high fat is going to help regulate hormones. It's going to give you energy. It's going to help you sleep better. It's going to help your hair and nails grow. You know, it's going to do all these wonderful things. That's why we eat a high fat diet. So you're not just blindly following me. You're I'm trying to tell you, yes, we don't eat every two hours. Like the government taught us, we eat two or three meals a day, spaced five hours apart to let our hormones return to baseline because you burn fat in between the meals. The magic happens in between the meals. So once we teach you why, hopefully that will help ingrain the lifestyle into you. That way, if you step away or if you leave or for whatever reason, you feel like you got whatever, whatever, you you understand the deep reasons why we believe what we believe in. And you've watched the homework and you've done, you've done the tracking and you're and you're a believer. I, I don't know. That's why it's hard for me when a coach or a mentor steps away and they gain their weight back. Cause it was like, you believed really, really hard. The reason I was looking down Christy is I was getting a scripture. It just occurred to me, uh, Deuteronomy six, nine, it was talking about understanding the laws of God and, and this could apply to anything. I'm not trying to say code red is the Bible. My God, I'm not trying to start that conspiracy, but it's the same idea and understanding the laws of God and learning to love them and know them. And Deuteronomy 6, 9 says, you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. And so that's kind of the idea, folks, is that you not only with your spiritual walk, that should be a part of your spiritual walk, but the lifestyle that you've chosen for eating is that it should be so ingrained in your heart and so a part of who you are as a person that it's almost like it's written above the doorpost in your house. It's written up there. It's written for all to see. I'm not saying hang up rebel strong signs, but we do have them available on the website. Uh, (laughs) Now I'm doing like you, Christy, (laughs) but I'm saying that it should be that so much part of who you are. For instance, writing it above the doorpost, writing it on your heart. So it's so a part of who you are that you know, I'm not going to eat that because it has this in it. And that's only going to lead to me having this, or I have a family history of diabetes. So I'm not going to put this in my mouth. Instead, I'm going to do this. That's where I think that people fall off. Even coaches, Christy, like you're saying, that really know it, that know it, know it, know it, but you can know it. I'm pointing to my head and not know it. And then I'm pointing to my heart. So I wish it were a mystery. I could figure out totally sis. Well, that would be the, that's 
we would we could retire because we would have the answer to keep people you know we i don't know it's it's a constant it's constantly on our minds are you taking a break from caring has have you felt that you went through this and we get it we're not judging you because we both have been there we understand that 100 but are do you even if you hate me hate code red hate carrie and you just hate it that i called you out on a video or you don't like the direction we're going you don't like the app whatever you don't like about us it's still the proper human diet it's still the way that we as humans were created to eat is how we've evolved to eat this is our brains are the size that they are because of the an animal-based diet because of the meat and the organs and the and the foods and the hunting and the what we've done to get to this level so meat vegetables nuts eggs seeds seafoods and fat that's what we've been eating for a millennia well longer than a millennia since a millennia is a thousand years longer than that but this is still the proper human diet. So even if you never, if you burn your Code Red Revolution book, I heard a couple of people in a, one, a town nearby hated me. They had a book burning and they burned my book. That's okay. Even if you burn the Code Red Revolution book and you and I find a Code Red Revolu- a Code Red shirt at the thrift store, you need to understand. You can't get away from the fact that ho hos and Twinkies are not. That's not a good. You know, call it whatever you want, but you still need to be eating meat and vegetables with some butter and salt on it. So it's still the proper human diet, however you want to, even if you want to take a break from caring. I'm glad you brought this up because I, I know that we're getting towards the end of this podcast, but I want to, I do want to say one more thing over the years I have, and Christy knows about this, so I'm not telling her something she doesn't know. We've had people that don't like Christy's style. That's fine. Christy's not for everyone. We have people that don't like my style which hurts me deeply. I'm teasing. I don't care. I'm teasing. I, I, I'm a little bit softer than Christy, but I still have a very direct style, especially if you live in Kentucky. No, the women don't talk like this. So, but I would say to people that are like, never coming back. And I got, I remember when I was first working for you, I got really hurt and frustrated about this. And I talked to our dad and my dad said, They can't throw the baby out with the bathwater because the principles, the nutritional principles are still true, even if you don't like Christy. So I'm saying the same thing Christy said, but I want to tell you that if you have gone away from Code Red, you hate us. You have written bad reviews. You have burned your Code Red. The nutritional principles still stand. If you don't ever want to do lose it, if you don't ever want to do a 10 pound day. It's what Christy is teaching is still right, even if you don't like the style. And I think some people stop caring, Christy, because they don't care for our style of delivering the message. But the message is no less true just because you don't like the style. And if that's what's keeping you from caring, then you have to stop because this is not about you liking us. This is about you saving your own life. Mm. Well, that is an excellent place to stop. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle, taking a break from caring. At least, did it resonate with you? Have you been there? We get it. We know this is probably what you're thinking because and I'm really glad that Carrie, uh, being a former heavy person, she can understand and I certainly understand. So I hope this resonated with you. And thank you so much for watching and listening, you guys. We will see you on the next episode. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. If you want to stay connected to other rebels like you, join us in our private network. Our Code Red app is a one-stop shop 
free from ads, algorithms, censorship, and a place where you can see, listen, and watch everything Code Red. You'll be encouraged, motivated, and fired up to stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. Get recipe ideas, tips, tricks, and help from coaches, mentors, and other rebels. You can also purchase products, programs, and coaching all right there in one place. And if you have any trouble navigating the app, we're right there to help you. So go to coderedlifestyle.com forward slash APP to join for free. And I'll see you on the next episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle.